everybody welcome to the me myself and johnson podcast with a special guest today uh everyone's favorite australian from the west coast path it's where tarantula uh, why don't you that is correct well, there you go so let's just get this right out because i know this is like the one cool australian thing i know um perth is like the only major city on the west coast right yes like would you it's... sorry what were you using no i was just gonna say like would you consider it like remote is that how it's like kind of seen usually or well i mean if you want to take it as straight fact uh perth is the most isolated city in the world so yeah it's pretty remote now i know it's the only major city on the west coast but are there like uh, I guess you could call them like satellite cities or something out there. Like towns? I guess like towns, yeah, like smaller communities or. Um, so realistically, like you've got a couple of options as you go down the coast and up the coast and even inwards towards the desert. Um, I mean, Kalgoorlie is a. Last time I remember hearing or checking this, it, I think it's roughly 10 hours into the middle of the desert. Jesus um,. Albany, which is down the very bottom of Western Australia, uh, is about a six-hour drive, I think. But there's towns in between that. So, realistically, Perth is roughly the size of the Greater Toronto area. Um, Holy shit. But it doesn't have anywhere or... It's got, like, a similar population, but it's a lot more spread out. If you've ever been to Toronto, or if anyone listening to this has been to Toronto, very compact, very dense... Perth has, like, got a small um, CBD, probably. Actually, I should probably explain that, too, because a lot of North Americans don't know the term CBD, I've found. Anyway, it's uh, it's not cannabis-related. It's Central <laughs> Business District. Okay. Anyway, so that's, like, the center of the actual city itself, and then from that, it's just, like, suburbs, like, all, like, the entire area. But there's a smaller population that's... Um, developed, I want to say, the last 20 years in Mandra, and that's about an hour south of Perth. So it's almost a part of Perth, but at the same time, it's its own little thing. So if you want to, like, include that, you could. And then, like, two hours away, there's, um, I think it's about two hours, is Bustleton, and then further on, like, it just, yeah, there's all little smaller towns and stuff, but Perth is 100% like the main focus area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I wasn't aware that Perth had such a, like, uh, large footprint. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's massive. So, yeah. from, so the way Perth is situated is we have the river that comes in from the ocean. Right. And basically splits the city in two, so we call each other, like, north of the river and south of the river. Okay. Um, so I'm from south of the river. And to get to the city is about a 20-minute drive. But if I was to get to one of the major populous areas up north of the river, which is Joondalup, 
it's roughly a 45 to 50 minute drive so it's and that's like without heavy traffic or anything like that right. if i was to be like coming home in peak hour traffic if i was going from the city to my house normally a 20 minute drive you're looking at like an hour hour 15 and that's pretty good compared to like sydney and melbourne and places like that mm -hmm. but yeah so this is kind of and i swear we will get to shl related stuff but um <laughs> <laughs> um what's it like i guess having to fly for a vacation spot within your own country i mean because america's kind of like that you know we're you know we're both like geographically very large countries you know but for for perth i mean if you want to go literally anywhere you gotta you gotta fly to the other coast right it's crazy yeah um so you could go to darwin or adelaide those are your two closest cities mm -hmm. um darwin's in northern territory and adelaide's south australia I, I think from memory adelaide is a three-hour flight i don't know i've never been to darwin so i'm not sure i know you can get to sydney in four and a half to five hours so that's like one wow. side of the coast to the other the distance between Perth and Sydney, which is literally like the opposite sides of the uh, right. the country, is the same distance as Vancouver to Ottawa. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that myself. For like for a three hour flight would put me like I'm in Tampa. It would put me mm. in like Maine. Uh, maybe that's oh, even less than three yeah. hours. For like a four or five hour flight, I can probably make it. Uh, I can almost guarantee I can make it almost to the west coast. Maybe somewhere in Vegas, uh, like yeah, that I'd area. So. Yeah, because I mean, I did a, I did a trip recently. It was Ottawa down to Fort Lauderdale, and yeah. I think I think that was three and a half hours or something like that. Like it's a lot faster than what I expected it to be. So. Yeah, that is faster than I would expect it to be. Wow. I, mean, I think anyway. I my memory could be so Yeah, no, I Yeah, I mean it's. But yeah, I was just kind of thinking about, for me anyway, kind of drawing a radius around there, you know, and like thinking about all the shit that America has, <laughs> like within those yeah. same boundaries, you know, and then for it's, you guys, it's, it's just desert. Oh yeah, 100%. It's uh, apart from Queensland, which is like rainforest, which is weird, right. but yeah, for the, for the most part, it's, uh, it's just all desert. And yeah, the weird thing about the US in comparison is you got so much stuff in between. Yeah. Yeah. So many smaller cities and everything, like... Yeah, vast tracts of arable land, you know? That's it, that's it. Have you seen this, like, uh, proposal? Uh, I The reason I'm asking you so much about Perth is I have a friend who's from Perth. And um, a few friends from um, Melbourne. Um, and, like, I guess in Australia there's this, like... I don't know how seriously it's taken, but there's this, like, proposal to dig, like, a channel through the fucking desert so that uh, water can come in and people think that it would make uh, the central desert like arable land. Have you heard anything what? about that? No, that's that's complete news to me, but yeah. that also sounds bad shit crazy. I guess it's like some fringe uh, political party and that's like their platform. <laughs> that's so weird, man. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there's a, there's a sort of... Um, I don't know whether he was an architect or just a guy that was involved with, um, I don't know, I guess town planning and he had the money. Um, his name was C.Y. O'Connor and he's pretty famous to Perthites. Um, he basically 
he built this giant pipeline um, to get from one end of somewhere to the other. I can't remember exactly where it was, um, but it runs like through Perth at least. And everyone doubted him. No one thought that he could accomplish this. He like <laughs> he built the whole thing, um, and it's really tragic. He killed himself because the water didn't come through on the day it was expected, and the water came through the very next day. Oh my god. Yeah, it's brutal, but um, wow. it's like a similar plan to that. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, it like uh, the reason I bring it up right now is because I watched like a stupid video about it last night. Um, mm. I guess the proposal is like uh, to basically just you know, like the Panama Canal style, just dredge a channel through all of uh, Australia, <laughs> which seems a little overly ambitious, you know, because Panama, the Panama Canal was like sixty miles or something ridiculous, and you know, yeah. Australia is a little bit, a little bit wider than that. Just, a, just a bit wider, man. I can't even imagine the cost, the labor cost alone to try and achieve that. Like, yeah, it's insane. Like, just, just thinking about the logistics of like, where would you put the fucking sand and shit that you dig up, which was oh, a man, problem. Just... Which you know, it's a problem with the Panama Canal. So it's like, it would just be this unimaginable, like, gargantuan I, works, you know? I mean, I imagine it would be a pretty impressive feat of engineering if they do manage to pull it off, but I really can't see how no, that... No, no, me neither. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, we've got, um, we got a couple questions. Uh, we kind of, this is my fault, I kind of bumped the uh, podcast question thread uh, a little late. Um... We've actually got two from some of our boat boys. Uh, we got Ferda asking a few questions. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he asked this, ironically, before <laughs> any of the NOLA drama happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he asked, what is your cumulative opinion on all of the drama that the League has seen in the past month? Oh, nice. So I'll let you answer first. <laughs> Me, ooh, you know what? I have to, I have to admit, like the only drama that I can think of before this normal thing happened was the whole, uh, the whole star bullshit yeah. that, that was going on. And honestly, I don't know how the league hasn't turned around and taken the same actions that PBE and NSFL did, and just get rid of this fucking idiot. Like, you know, I got um. After Star did his whole thing where he, like, spammed the community Discord, I got pinged by my NSFL team and my DSFL team. And it was this, like, long message basically saying, like, hey, there's a known scammer out there preying on people from various simlig discords. Just don't respond to them, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, huh. I, I did not get one of those from any of my SHL teams. And I just... I. <laughs> I get it, like, I get that we, we want to give him the benefit of the doubt and all the rest of it, but it's just, it's yeah. beyond, like, yeah, it's I, beyond that, like, he's been I suspended twice, like, he completely shadowed over Triple H, like, come on, like, let's just get rid of this fucking stain on the community, we can all move on, instead of waiting this two weeks, and it's like, oh, he's not going to be drafted, somebody's just going to, like... I don't know, dig off the site like yeah. fucking Rush did. And just, uh, all of it is just, it's just bullshit. Just get rid of the fucking idiot. I think, like, my perspective on it is, I think that that 
is what the league is trying to do, uh, but in HO fashion, and this isn't a knock on head office, by the way, this is actually, I see this as a positive. Um, I think they're trying to do it the right way. They don't want to set a precedent for, wow, the community thinks this guy is annoying, just ban the fuck out of him. I think they want, I, I think they basically want to say like, no, we have to have steps taken and like a provable, this guy's a piece of shit before we just ban him outright. At least that's what I think is going on. So, I, I agree. I think that is the approach, but I think there's been enough evidence for them oh. to take those steps by now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, and I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of sitting on the fence here where, like, I see what HO is doing, or at least I, I think I see what HO is doing, but I also definitely get the community at large. I get their uh, take on it that this guy's just I mean, call him what he is. He's a fucking piece of shit, you know, like. <laughs> well, he certainly uh, puts himself across that way, that's for sure. Yeah, that's how he comes across anyway. I, I don't know. Maybe he's got some redeeming qualities, but I haven't seen him, you know. Um, the the <laughs> other comment on the drama that I have is why is Carl still around? Like, this guy is just trolling he is literally just commenting on everything to try and cause arouse like evoke or invoke i guess is probably the correct word uh the bloody excessive trolling rule and just get rid of it because every single time that he posts on anything all anyone ever says is fuck off carl go fuck yourself carl go away carl yeah like he's not contributing anything to the site he's not going to get a team like there's literally no point for him to just be around like just get rid of it. Yeah. I, you know, actually, before, a couple of days ago, I didn't really know who Carl was. Um, maybe I was lucky in that regard. I don't know. But, yeah, he's definitely been, like, a thorn in my side the last two days. <laughs> I, and, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I, I wasn't around when all this Texas old guard was, was here and causing all the problems in the league. But, like, clearly, they don't care. Like, just, just fuck them off. Like, seriously. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't now, know. Now, the normal punishment, that's, uh, that's a whole different kettle of fish. And, uh, I don't, yeah, man. I mean... I, I think... Yeah, um, I, I mean, from an insider's perspective, the insider's perspective, you know, um, <laughs> I, I think that the people who know me um, in NOLA, for sure, obviously... Um, but also the Anchorage guys and some of the other people that I talk to, you know, um, I think that they know me well enough to know that I would never do something like that intentionally. It, like, I know it's so unsatisfying to hear, but it was just an honest mistake that came from not knowing the rules, you know, and yeah. I think that NOLA, realistically, I think the punishment probably was a little light, but it was the precedent, you know. And um, I think that despite that punishment being pretty light, in the long run, we have paid a pretty big price for it um, with TDZ stepping down and unrelated to all that, Serpy getting suspended. Um, geez, what else happened? I guess Sloth took a leave of absence from the site. So, I mean, it's not like we came out of this clean, you know? We... I don't, I don't know, man. I... Mm. Uh, what's your take on it? 
No, I, my take is that you're uh, you're in a hot mess right now, and uh, yeah, it's it's probably going to hang around for a while, especially seeing as you won Game Three against uh, LA this morning. That's if you knock them out of the series, this is uh, this is definitely going to be your Hamilton, so so to speak. But uh, I, at I, the I same time, like it's I I I believe you. I believe that that you you know you just made a mistake. Um, there's been things that have come out on the side, like Mook's post and, and whatnot, and like I I can see his side of things, but also once again it's it's biased because he's on LA and right. I've spoken with the LA guys and I've spoken with the Nola guys like in Calgary, um, and you know it it was all pretty civil. We actually used our locker room as kind of a neutral neutral ground for them mm-hmm. to talk it out a little bit, um, and you know like the everyone was civil about it. Like no one's got any hard feelings really or along those lines. It seems like everybody else on the site wants to be all up in arms about it. Yeah, that's um, actually kind of the funny part to me is like I've like I as we're speaking right now, I just got a like four page DM from Mook. And yeah. And like I've talked to the GMs at LA. I've obviously talked to my GMs. I've talked to a few of the players I know from LA and stuff and it's like I don't want to say we're cool because there is you know, obviously, we we all feel shitty about the situation, you know. Um, but but like you said, we've kind of, as the two teams competing right now, we've kind of moved along from it. And after Game Four, um, it just kind of became a best of three series. And I I hate to put that off, but you know, the momentum swings, blah blah blah, whatever, the Serpy ban and all that. I I think. I think realistically, LA realizes that whatever advantage we might have gained from the fuck up, um, we've definitely lost by now. <laughs> I mean, we're playing a five-rated two-way defenseman, you know. So it's like, fuck, you know, like this—it's—it's it's a wash now. I want to say, you know, and it's just a best of three series now. I know that no matter what happens there's going to be a big asterisk on this series and there's going to be a black mark on it and everything and i hope if we do win the site doesn't explode and i hope if we do lose the site will let us do it with a little bit of uh i I don't know how to say it i I hope the site lets us die peacefully (laughs) if we go down you know I mean, you're not you're not going to be uh, be dead for next season or anything along those lines. Like, obviously, if if Sloth has taken a, a break, like he he also said, from what I could gather, that he's not uh, abandoning his play or anything. He just wants no. to take a break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he just basically wanted out of the locker room, and I I don't blame him. You know. Oh really? Okay. Well, I mean, the the Nola locker room was a really depressing place yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you can imagine. So I think Sloth taking a break was more or less just wanting to get away from the headache of it all. And yeah, he's, he's I, told I us he's still going to be updating and everything. So when he comes back, he comes back, you know, and we're looking forward to that. I love Sloth. He's a really good guy. Every chat that I've had with Sloth, he's been, he's been awesome. So, I mean, I hope that, yeah, he's doing well and this doesn't affect him long term. But uh, moving, moving on to Sir. His uh, his response in his punishment thread Got definitely it. has not done you any favors. No, it. I don't know, man. I 
here's the thing about that. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we, we knew the audit was going on. Like, the audit had been called publicly. So we knew it was going on for uh, four days, give or take. I, I think it was, I think Dylan posted about it late in April. It, like in Serpy's update thread. So, like, we knew it was, we knew that, like, Bill was eventually going to come due. We just didn't know, you know, what the punishment would be, right? And, I don't know, man, it, it fell, fuck, man, they finished that audit on the worst day possible for us. It's not, it's, uh, yeah, that's not wrong by any so, I I think... I'm not really trying to give Serp the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, he did a he did a dummy brain move. Like, let's be honest, you know, malicious or not, it was just a stupid move. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I bet if you looked at a lot of players, like I'm not trying to justify what Serpy did, but if you looked at a lot of players' update threads, though, you'd find one or two trainings like that. Because I know I've done a training on like a Saturday evening. And then done one like the following Monday, and like I think that's enough time between them, but I don't know. And it's like, I bet you could, I bet you could find little things like that. The issue with Serpy though is he did it like six times in a fucking row. Yeah, I think, I think that's more the the issue. And I, I personally, I haven't looked at his page from from what I can gather. He was basically doing them like almost, you know, like, consecutive, like back to back. Yeah, yeah, and like clearly. That's not acceptable. Like, yeah, I mean, unless you're staying awake until midnight on Sunday and like dropping it immediately, but like, why the hell would you do that? And why the hell would you do it like six times? Like, you can't, you can't <laughs> right. defend yourself over that, man. <laughs> you fucked up. Like, yeah, straight and up. I, I, I have to wonder if, if that happened in isolation without the rest of the Nola drama, if he might have had a better take on it. You know what I mean? I wonder if he feels like he was being persecuted or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He's doing enough of that on his own, you know? Um, I just... I don't know, man. It's it's a shitty situation for the whole team. And, like... I, I don't know, man. I, I know that the locker room's mental health yesterday was, like, all-time low. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised in that. And look, look, I, I thought, I feel like that sucks because you know we shouldn't be brigading to, you know, make people feel shitty and like potentially leave the site. We should actively want to encourage everybody. But I guess like the punishments still have to happen, and people were upset that the, uh, the punishment handed out to your team wasn't exactly, yeah, um, large. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, generally speaking, I would agree with that. I mean, a lot of people keep bringing up the fact that, like, Joe and TDC have big bank accounts, and I guess that, I guess that's a fair point, but, like, I don't know, you can't really consider, like, when you look at a punishment, it's, it's a punishment that has to be even across the league. So for the poorest GM or for the richest GM, that's the punishment that gets handed out. And, like, I get that it seems kind of toothless in this situation, but, like, I don't know. I can't think of who the poorest GM would be fucking ML. Like, if he got hit with that, maybe you know, that might fuck him up. 
I mean, if we if we want to go into Jay, uh, Ars Club is clearly the poorest yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, it really did put us... Like, losing the cap space, ironically, put us in a uh, shitty situation when Serpy got punished where we didn't have a lot of cap space to sign a fucking free agent. So, mm-hmm. it's... Um, it's tough, man. Like, that punishment... Um, in and of itself, in isolation, yeah, I think it was kind of weak, honestly, but in coordination with the other shit, we, the other shots to our own foot, um, it actually kind of bit us in the ass, for sure. Yeah, um, 100%. I, I agree on that, and you are correct, like, each, each punishment needs to be, um, not universal across the board, I can't think of the right word, but yeah, it needs to be needs to be the same for anyone that would right. be put into this situation, but I don't know, maybe maybe a percentage value would be better. Yeah. I don't know, for, for fitting the GM pay for the season, like, I feel like that's more than reasonable to an extent, um, but I suppose the, the issue that LA um, brought up is the fact that, you know, they've, they've lost that sim and we can't re-sim it, like, it's like, too bad, so sad, I guess right. the the dollar value doesn't really hurt um, Joe and TDZ at yeah. the end of the day, but like, yeah, what what more <laughs> can you do? You can't resim it, and they were arguing that you can. Um, I don't yeah. really know because I don't own FHM and I don't uh, I don't get involved in that sort of things. But uh, I don't know. Right, the league wanted to take that that stance, uh, and and that's it. Like, I, I guess, but it does appear weak because of that fact. For it's sure. just nothing you can do about it. So. Yeah, I mean, shitting on us for a week punishment is kind of weird, you know? Like, But I, I don't know. I, I get why the league was upset, for sure. No question yeah. about that. Uh, which actually does kind of... Yeah, I'm surprised weird. there wasn't... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was surprised there wasn't more uh, fuck HO comments in the in the band or suspension yeah. threads, but whatever. Um, which actually does kind of lead us to Frodo's follow-up question. Uh, do you think the league as a whole has come out better or worse following all this drama? That's a tough about, one to answer. <laughs> about the same. Like, I don't know. Everyone uh, everyone loves the drama and loves to get involved with it. You know what? My my position about all of that has changed dramatically since, uh, since I first joined the site. When I first joined the site, I couldn't understand why everybody was getting involved with these stupid bickering contests oh, and all this too. sort of stuff. But, like, having been on the site for a while and uh, I have somewhat of a reputation for just staring shit up, I, uh, yeah, I get it. Like, it's funny. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. The, for me, my, the like... The is, is the same in my opinion, but anyway, yeah. go on. Oh, yeah, I agree. The league hasn't changed much, and I don't think the league ever really will change much in regards to trauma. Um, but I've noticed that the more time I've spent in the league, naturally, like, my time investment has gone up. The more people I know, you know, the more invested I get in the drama. Where, like, uh, do you remember when all that um, uh, Pen Night shit happened? Uh, yeah, I was around for a little bit of that. I didn't get too involved. I just saw yeah. that he was a sexist pig, basically. Yeah, basically. And I was just like, I'm not saying what's the big deal about his comments, but I was like, what's the big deal? Somebody made a shitty take, you know? 
Like, <clears throat> why is the fucking league exploding about this? And I, like, Pen Knight was on my team, so I was kind of like, I was, I was never gonna stick up for him. And in fact, in the original thread, I was like, oh, that's a shitty take, bud. But it was also kind of like, hey, man, let my let my teammate live, you know. But that was also like my first season in the league, right? So I didn't really understand, you know. But as I've spent more time in the community, gotten more invested, come to know more people and everything, I see where the community was coming from, and it's kind of the same way I'm reacting to Starface now, where I'm like, get this fucking filth out of my league. Like, he's hurting He's hurting my fucking my friends, you know? He's a piece of shit. Get him out of here. Get him out! Yeah. You know, so I, I think... I think if anything, I think if anything has changed about this with all the drama, I would say that the league is maybe a little more aware. I can't even really say that, but I guess a bigger light has been shown on just how diverse the league is. You know, we have people from all walks of life here, and maybe people will be a little more tolerant. I, I don't know. I doubt drama from online hockey sim league changes the way people think but i don't know yeah i, I don't know I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are pretty steadfast in their beliefs and uh yeah. the things that they feel but i don't know maybe maybe there's some people out there who who might read the responses to these kinds of things and and maybe change their view who knows i i certainly agreeing with the the sentiment of just like get these idiots off the site <laughs> but at the same time you know you have to sort of take into account it's like well who's dictating who is going off because of right what you know like what's right. what's the what's the bar to be set as to kicking someone off like and that's a hard a hard line to draw but i guess it always will it be you know um, yeah, i think that in a weird way, like, when I think about how I've changed as a person, like, as I've aged, sometimes doing something or being forced to do something, like, in this case, being forced not to use racial slurs, like, how outlandish is that? Just by getting that shit, by, like, being shown uh, that that shit isn't okay, and by being forced to change your ways, even in, like, a small place, like, at work, like, I think that that can have kind of like a knock-on effect in a person's life where they just come to realize, like, hey, my views are maybe not the greatest. A lot of people seem upset by this. And I don't know. I guess it comes down to whether or not you believe people have, like, uh, enough capacity for introspection to change. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the human race is a, uh, is a fickle beast at best. So. To be sure. Yeah. But good thing we solved it in this podcast, you know? <laughs> That's it, yeah. Our last question for the day comes from Golden Apricot. Um, and he asks, it's a really simple one, um, what's your best come venture? <laughs> oh, dear. I don't good old, good old Anchorage locker room chat. Yeah. I don't know um, for sure what a convention is, but I think it's a sex story. Is what I'm uh, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any great ones. Um, 
I don't really know if there's any I want to share in there out publicly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. We can just we can just talk about. Yeah, I get um, I get roasted. Hot oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we want to put that out there either. No, um, we shouldn't. I get roasted in um, Anchorage all the time because I hooked up with a chick who was engaged at the time. Oh yeah, you do. That's, that's but that was. True. That was honestly maybe some of the best sex I've ever had, because she had a lot of like repressed, uh, uh, like horniness. I guess. Oh my god, that was pretty good. So I guess that's my best cum venture, and I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> See, my my issue is that I've I've been with my my wife for for so long that. Um, anything that I would be airing would be stories about uh, our internet and yeah I'm no I'm, I'm good I'm gonna, <laughs> I like to fold the foot well that's fine um, I actually have a few questions for you uh, yeah man regarding so let me get this right you're the head banker that's correct how many like banker minions do you have I have four. Okay, so you manage... No, I don't, I don't call them minions, they're slaves, just so you know. We've got to get that out. <laughs> Bank slaves, okay. Um, are you including yourself in that, or it's you plus four bankers? No, it's me plus four. Who designed the new, like, banking portal? Not one of the bankers. It was Bojo. Was it really Bojo? I, I thought that, but I was also like, I don't know. I don't want to give him too much credit, you know? Now that he's on our no. team, I can say that. <laughs> Bojo is the shit. That's oh, 100% awesome, for sure. The um, yeah, so we have a channel specifically in our banking Discord uh, that's called "Bitching About Bojo's Banking." So, are there a lot of problems with it? No, this is when uh, this is before my time when Pretty Burn was still the head banker, um, and they were actually developing the the bank. I guess oh, they must have been doing like beta testing on it. Uh, to make sure it was working fine, and that was the place that you put any problems that you found, because no one talks in there. Actually, hardly anyone talks in the banking Discord as it is. It's pretty much just me barking orders and uh, making sure things are done right. So, yeah, that's how. Um, that's how the awards voting Discord is too. Like, occasionally, someone will have a question about like. Hey, on this award, what stats do you prioritize? And then we all like shit on them. Um, and then Baylor, every now and again, will just tag everyone like four posts in a row to make sure we get our awards in on time. But that's about it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was a little more active recently because I hired Ferdo and Ranger Jace. Um, and obviously, I had to show the ropes and tell them everything that they needed to do. Um, Gorillas and. Well, Go Oilers. I don't really know how you say. I think it's so. Go Oilers. I'm gonna go with Oilers. That's that's what it is now. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so and Slowpoke both know everything that they need to do. So I never really have to right. hear questions from them. So so obviously the switch to Bojo's banking portal um, that makes your life way easier, right? For the most part, yeah. Um, like, I get a lot of questions uh, from rookies and stuff mm. who aren't quite sure on how they should be, like, claiming things or they'll claim, like, multiple trainings and we have to go in and just undo them. Um, I made the post recently about 
uh, well, giving clarification on how transfers should be done because there were so many users. It wasn't just Luke uh, who were submitting things without descriptions or oh, yeah. effectively like trying to pay people but not taking the money out of their own bank account. And you'd be like, no, like this is how you do it. So no, I did that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to message them like every single time being like, no, this is actually how you do it. I eventually said, fuck it, I'm just going to like write a guide. And then I got budget <laughs> to put a link in there so now everyone doesn't have an excuse and if you don't submit it correctly you'll just decline and you need to do it again so it's really for everyone's own benefit to uh to actually know how to do it um kind of in that same vein i do have a question for you i know there's rules specifically about how much money can be paid for signatures which mm. i think caps out at four million it does um budgie who you know from anchorage uh, Ian Venables, he made Nola's goal horn um, mm. for the sim, and I wanted to pay him money. Um, would right. that like fall under those same rules? Do you think now, this is just kind of a personal question? <laughs> it's. I know yeah, it's kind of like true. a gray area. I don't know. Yeah, it is a gray area because obviously we don't have anything like that player to player. Transfers are allowed as long as they have a legitimate reason. Right. Um, I would think that that would fall under media creation. Like, I, yeah. I personally would be okay to just say, like, cap it out at $4 million because it's not a form of cap circumvention or anything along those lines, which are the reasons that we would decline uh, things. And player versus player betting caps out at, like, a million dollars, but even that's had some grey areas... So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I I would say that it falls under media and it's fine. You know, people have made logos in the past and get paid a lot more. Um, Right. Generally, like, that's for a team and generally it's approved by head office. I always run everything by head office before I just process it, so. Yeah, that was kind of, you know, I was going to run it by head office too. I think that's actually in the rule book too is, like, if you're not sure about something, just run it by HO. It is, yep. yeah. And so. it's specifically for that reason, just to clarify as to whether a transaction is legal. But as long as it isn't viewed as cap circumvention, I don't see as to why it should be a problem. Right, yeah. I mean, it would be weirder if I was paying a guy from my own team a bunch of fucking money, you know? I would yeah. think. And GMs specifically aren't allowed to pay uh, their players, as far as I can remember. Hmm. Actually... Uh, I read the whole rule book yesterday, so I actually don't remember that, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Uh, that rule book is um, kind of dense and sometimes kind of awkwardly worded. Yeah, I know, I've been told many times by uh, by head office that they're rewriting the rule book, and I've given them things. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, are bankers allowed to do the stuff for their own team? Like the, yes. the Okay, that makes sense. So, I mean, like, it it kind of makes sense from an ease of use and right. uh, simplicity view, but it also is, like, kind of dodgy in the way that it's like, oh, well, I just did this for my team, like, and right. no one's auditing it. So mm. every man again, I will look through and see what's being, uh, being put through and whatnot, but for the most part, like, I trust all my bankers and I know that they're going to 
be punished if they do that sort of shit anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, I got you. But it doesn't yeah, hurt to check. Like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, Tolman used to put through his um, Buffalo contracts every single season. And as a banker, everything that you submit's approved immediately. So I'd never... I did audit once and uh, make sure that his amounts were correct, and they were. And I knew that I could trust him anyway, because it's oh, yeah. Tolman. So. Oh, it's Tolman, <laughs> man. I mean, that guy... Like, I wouldn't fuck around about anything. Um, I'm sorry, not unrelated, but rather related question. Are bankers allowed to approve their own transactions? Uh, Well, it's like I said before. uh, When you submit something as a banker, there's no approval report. Oh, really? Yep. It just comes straight through. So if I submit something, if Ferda submits something, Ranger Jace, Gordon's oh. or Slowpoke, if, if they put anything through, it's immediately approved. We don't need to, like, check it. Oh, wow, that's awesome, actually. Shit, I should become a banker and just pay myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you get fired. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I'm trying to think about any, any other, like, banking-related questions. What would you say, like, for the average person learning... Because, um, I mean, just the banking system now that we have is just, like, fucking so much easier than what we used to have. It's it's awesome, dude. Bojo did such a good job. Um, the, the most arduous task that we have um, is contracts. And honestly, I handle all the contracts mm-hmm. each off-season. Because um, I specifically demand from my bankers that everything is uh, checked so, I've harped on about this to GMs like four seasons in a row now. Um, that like, can you please add the usernames to your budget sheets? Because when we're checking, like, if you don't do that, we have to scroll through the roster list to find out oh, the names of right. the players that they pay, and then cross-reference that, and then cross-reference that username to the actual budget submission because the budget, uh, sorry, the uh, banking submission, because the banking submission doesn't have their play name, it's their username. So you've got to check like three screens constantly and do that for like 20 something players for 16 teams. Like it gets arduous. Yeah, that sounds fucking annoying, actually. So it's like, and obviously it's only once a season, so I just put up with it. And, um, you know, the, the guys in. And so, I shouldn't say just the book. Um, they, they come through and they do some of them as well. But for the most part, I usually just power them out whenever I can get around to it. And uh, the main thing that holds off uh, people being paid is like make, not making sure those budgets are up to date. I get that it's a problem because they're still signing free agents and the likes, but like that can all be added later. Whenever there's a free agent contract, you just put that in as a separate transaction and add that to your budget. Like, as long as it all matches up, it's fine. Um, the other more annoying thing is Twitter, only because of how much, uh, oh, sorry, how much, how many tweets we get. Um, but it's a hundred percent the best way to make money um, in terms of like output of time. Oh, um, yeah. No, no question about the other, that. So the, the only reason that I find that arduous uh, is because we have to go through each profile to make sure that the previous tweets or these tweets weren't claimed already. So every single time you have to open up that person's account and make sure that those tweets haven't been used. 
um, and also make sure that they haven't claimed already for the week and they weren't in the same week and all that sort of shit. So that part of it can can get frustrating, but honestly, I think that it's good the way that it is because, in my personal opinion, more jobs on the site is better than less jobs on the site. Like, yeah. it increases activity, uh, it keeps people engaged, it gives them money to be able to make their players better. Um, yeah. And if we were to change to an automated Twitter system, like, I wouldn't be... I don't think that we could sustain having four bankers on, you know? Like, so you're going to put two people out of jobs. Right. Realistically, for no reason, like, yes, Twitter's annoying, but, like, it's still a functional part it of the site. It creates jobs, damn it. That's it. And what's wrong with that? No, I, I agree with you. I've, I've been, um... I've been, like making that same argument for a while that we have like a fake economy anyway so like why like why be stingy with it like that was kind of like uh two seasons ago maybe maybe three seasons ago when um like pay for a lot of jobs got increased a lot of people were like oh you can break the economy what fucking economy (laughs) like i could just go write a fucking media article in 20 minutes and get paid more than i do for you know, hours of work a season as a um, uh, like awards creator, and like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like being an awards uh, voter is a super hardcore job. But there's a week every year where I spend hours a day looking at spreadsheets. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that sucks for like four, usually three or four days of like doing just combing through fucking spreadsheets of you know trying to find that like diamond in the rough and shit and um like we we justify all our votes and shit it's not not easy work you know and like i should be paid for that time i should be paid pretty well for that time i think because people tend to like awards (laughs) you know and i feel the same way for like bankers for gms and shit just pay them fucking more money who gives a shit you know the non-print, like, the bankers, we, we get paid pretty well. We get six mil a season. So, right. um, like, I, I think we, we get our fair share. But, like, as you probably saw, and as a lot of the other users on the site saw, like, I, I was advocating for changes to, to graphics grading because I feel as though that's oh, yeah. a, a terrible way of uh, earning income currently, and it should be changed. Um, but, yeah, we won't, won't hash into that. But I know that things are being discussed, and... I'm hoping yeah. that that will change somewhat. I think that the grading panel was a step in the right direction, though. I, I will say 100%. that. Like, yeah. I, I remember when I submitted media a while back, my first media. Um, it was like all those signatures that I did, kind of as a batch, and the guy was like, two out of five, two out of five, two out of five. These are real low effort, and I was like, yeah, that's that's the point. <laughs> like, yeah. but they're like functional signatures and everything and people around the site are still using them and the irony of it was like he gave me a three out of five i think or maybe i think it was a three out of five on the one that used a picture of an actual hot dog and he's like wow it's great shading yeah because the png i pulled it from had great shading like i didn't do that you know when you look at the player pngs that most people use for their renders they're flat lit because it's like a studio photograph so there is no shading and like that's that's hard as fuck to add uh, shading to a two D flat picture because you know you like what am I gonna do fucking airbrush it in fuck that yeah. you know no 
but that's what's expected, you know. So yeah. I I understand that they want to keep a high standard because they don't want to just like let shit posts come through like and be flooded with having to grade all that garbage. And I totally totally under understand that, and I understand that. Um, the people on the site that do make really good quality stuff, like they don't want, I don't know, to to seem uh, underappreciated. Because yeah. I feel you. You know, like I'm gonna give this guy like a million dollars for for garbage. Like, what the hell do I get then? Why, why am I only getting like 500k more? Like, I understand those sort of things, but I just feel like the the scaling of it all needs to be changed and maybe some other implementations could be used um but i just want to get back to the award oh uh yeah. comment for a section go for it man and uh for a section for a second man i can't speak to that <laughs> um and i want to point out that uh assist awarded uh very highly amongst the awards committee and uh Sorry, I'm going to assist oh yeah aren't valued man it's bullshit <laughs> All anyone cares about is goals. And like, you got players like me busting their ass out there passing, and no one gives two fucks about it. Trust me, man. I I feel the same way. You know, like um, I'll, I'll full on admit that like when we vote for MVP, we vote kind of in the same way that the NHL does, where it's like a scoring contest. You know, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's unfortunately the precedent that's been uh, established. I'm hoping that with FHM and the magnitudes more diversity we see in builds, that MVP will not simply be a scoring contest, you know? Um, yeah, and that's uh, like how I feel like it is currently to an extent, but yeah, yeah. Right, go on. No, we, we are also looking at putting in different awards for forwards, so we want to have... Um, we're, we're thinking about, because there is obviously a default award that just goes to the guy who scores the most goals, right? So yes. we're thinking about putting in like a, um, and I hope I hope Baylor doesn't get mad at me for this. Uh, we're thinking about putting in an offensive forward and a defensive forward award. Okay. Um, so the DAR would become more of a defensive guy instead of best two-way. And then we'd have a more offensive-focused one. And then doing something similar with the defenseman awards, where we currently just have best defenseman and then best defensive defenseman, which mm. seems kind of redundant, you know? So we're thinking yeah. about splitting those into broad offensive and defensive categories also, instead of having, like, one, you know? So different types of players would be uh, highlighted more. And... Um, one of the things, one of the things that's honestly really hard to do, and this this has always been something that kind of eats away at me when I when I vote, is like you look at you go into it knowing okay these are the stats I'm going to look for, and you can never find someone who is a clear first or second choice. You know, there's always a couple guys at the top. So then you start looking at the secondary stats okay well this guy had more takeaways uh but this guy uh had less time on ice and then you start thinking start factoring in the time on ice and you start factoring in this and that 
and suddenly you're even fucking more confused than you were before. And it's like, it's like, fuck, man, why can't why can't one guy just score two hundred goals? <laughs> can just be the clear favorite here, you know? Um, I, I totally agree. Like, yeah, I've been looking through the stats like to try and just figure out for for our own shits and giggles as uh, who might win the dar or or you know the other yeah. other things. And it's like no one specifically has like great hits versus points scored. Right. versus takeaways, versus defensive rating, like, trying to find that balance and find who that person is, like, man, that's not an easy choice. No, and, you know, I, I, I compared it to, like, I compared it to, like, a spider web before, where, like, when you think of a spider web, you obviously have, like, a very tight center, you know, and those are your, those are your core stats that you look at, but then as you go further out, you see the effect that other stats have on that core and the way those core stats affect other things. And it just becomes like this big fucking tangled mess of stats. And for MVP, that's honestly probably one of the easier ones to vote for because there are just a few key stats that you're looking for. Um, but like looking at Dar or looking at um, the Bojo Biscuit, which is the defensive defenseman, it's like fuck, man. Like, how do you possibly quantify that? <laughs> like, oh shit, it's, man. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do. No. Like to to just like go. Oh yeah, this guy's definitely the best. Like, there's so many factors to take into account. But so yeah, I, I'm completely on the same page. A, f- a few um, a few seasons ago, it was the one where Izzy had a like hundred goal season or something. <laughs> And I was like, oh, thank God, we got our MVP. Like, that's just one I don't have to worry about. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, I think we're yeah, about uh, wrapped up. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Any more questions for me? Just make sure that that assist trophy is added and that I win it for this season. That'd we be great. Put, we will put one up specifically for assist. It's a one-time trophy. Um, we'll call it the... Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, it's going to be named after me. It's going to be the Oh, yeah, it's got, to be, it's got to be named after the first guy that wins it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, well, thanks. It's been awesome chit-chatting with you. Uh, so I'm going to go fix this up, and we'll talk later. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Hey, guys, shortly after um, I finished recording with Where Tarantula, I looked at the podcast question thread, and I saw that um, Joe Cortesi had asked me a couple questions and I want to answer those. Um, so I'm just going to be adding these solo. They were more meant for me anyway. Uh, so Joe Case asks, um, let's say for instance, you broke a rule that caused our franchise to have so much egg on its face. And we're just speaking hypothetically here, by the way, um, that I had to fire you and not resign you. Uh, name your top three non NOLA places to go and your top three places you'd avoid, and why. Um, well, obviously, top three places to go. Um, you got to have Hammy up there, since in this hypothetical situation, I would be a cheater. Um, you got to have Minnie up there, for the same reason. Um, <laughs> uh, jokes aside, though, um, going to Tampa would be pretty cool. They've got kind of a young team. I know two, maybe three of the guys uh, from Tampa. Um, Darnell Johnson is from St. Pete, which is near Tampa. I'm from near Tampa in real life. Um, 
Also, I kind of like the colors. Um, I also wouldn't mind going to the New England Wolf Pack uh, because they're super successful and everything, but also mostly just because I want to play with uh, Hot Dog and Echo Van Otter. Um, where else might I want to go? Thinking... They can send me back down to the juniors so that I can play I can play for Anchorage again. That'd be fine. That'd be permissible, right? <laughs> uh, top three places I'd want to avoid. Um, well, I kind of already named them. Um, Hammy and Minnie for sure. Uh, for obvious reasons. Um, maybe LA Panthers? Not that I have anything against them. It's just maybe it'd be a little too soon, right? Um, less sarcastically, though, I would not want to go to uh, Calgary. Um, I just fucking hate their fucking logo. I think it looks like a meatball sub that's got a little too much fucking marinara on there and it's kind of turned up on its side staring at you. It just fucking sucks. Um, Joe, second question asks, do you regret your slow slash half-ass TPE earning pace early in the season? Actually, Joe, this has been my highest earning season ever, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, if you're talking about last season, <laughs> then yeah, for sure, man. Um, I don't know, man. I think I've done every task this season, which is a first for me. Um, in general, yeah, I regret my slow TPE earning pace. I look at um, I, I look at um, like our team, uh, like roster all the time, and I see people with fewer years than me with almost as much TPE, like like I'm like thirty TPE ahead of Jiggly, who's like two seasons younger than me, and I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. That's I, I took a season off, so we're cool. Jiggly's a top earner. We're fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get back on the horse and be good for this team, and I'll get there eventually. Uh, you ask, what are your goals for Darnell? My number one, A number one goal for Darnell is to become the shots block leader of all time. If the Bojo box is working right now, I'd be able to pull that up and see uh, how many more times I have to catch a puck to get that number, but it's probably a lot. Um... Failing that, I would just like to get over 2,000 career shots blocked, and it's looking like with FHM, that's going to be maybe an attainable goal. Um, I know that in FHM, teams are taking a lot more shots and everything, but I think eventually that will settle down a little bit, um, because I think right now there's, well, it's not I think, I mean, right now there is obviously a lot of disparity in the league. Um, so some teams are just setting up shop and shooting 40 times while others haven't really figured out possession, which sounds really familiar. Um, so that, that number will settle down a little bit once the TPE of the teams average out a little bit and um, once people figure out the sim a little bit more. So um, Longer term than that, though, post-playing career uh, goals for Darnell, I would like to GM a team. Um, I don't know that I'll get an opportunity to do that. <laughs> Perhaps reasonably. Um, but another thing I would like to do, and it's something I've talked about and I've considered in a few different formats is establish like a media franchise. 
um, kind of like the simulation hockey network, SHN, I think is what they're doing, where they post all the stats and stuff. That would be awesome. Um, I like to do more player-focused stories, though, you know, post interviews with players, stuff like that, and have it be taken a little more seriously, where it's like uh, these are actual interviews and they're done, you know, so to say, in character, as it were. I think that would be really cool, actually. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know necessarily that it would be super popular, though, which eh, we'll see. Um, doing audio podcasts for that, like audio interviews via podcast for that would be pretty neat too. Uh, maybe that's something we'll look into doing. Uh, but with the current way podcasts are graded um, on the site, it wouldn't exactly be lucrative for me, but it would be good entertainment, I guess, to publish a couple smaller interviews a week. Um, so maybe that's something we can look into, and maybe that's something if... I get going with it, and it takes off. The league can eventually adjust the rules on it. I mean, that's super hopeful. Uh, but that's that's where we're at with Darnell. Um, uh, I think that's all the questions. Let me just refresh to double check, make sure I'm not leaving anybody behind again, and I don't have to do another postmortem. Uh, no, looks like we're good. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Wear Tarantula, for being a great co-host uh thank you joe and ferda and golden apricot for the questions thanks everybody